Hello, Knights of the Rolled Table. It's Zach, your DM. Although this episode begins a DM run of Carlos. Uh, he's taken over for a, this upcoming portion of the campaign, and he did a great job. I'm excited to share it with you. But before that, I have exciting news, especially if you happen to live in the greater Phoenix area because the Knights of the Rolled Table is going live. We are traveling out to visit our friends at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater, NCT Phoenix. We are doing a series of improv shows out there with them including a uh, Knights of the Rolled Table live episode that we will be performing uh, using audience feedback and we'll, uh, we're also running a workshop on using improv skills in D&D so we are super excited for that most of you probably are not around the Phoenix area to be able to attend that but uh, we're just excited to share it regardless celebrate with us but if that improv skills for D&D workshop sounds interesting to you. Since we're putting the work together, we could potentially run sort of an online version of that, something along those lines. So if it is something you're interested to uh, reach out, let us know. We're most reachable probably at Roll Table on Instagram right now, and there's a link tree there to other social media connections. So visit us, drop us a line, send us a DM, and uh, let us know if that might be something you're interested in. Maybe we can do something bigger in the future. But for now, let's get to our episode. The team has just learned that Cambion is named after a dragon, Cambionatrix, that used to live under this mountain, which might be relevant information. But for now, they are charged with yet another mission, diving into that portal. So, hope you enjoy the episode. There's a few more after this to come, DM by Carlos. And remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. thought <laughs> there used to be a dragon named cambionatrix that all of this is named after important information maybe and uh you work your way back to the chamber all right so you make your way back into the portal chamber and bartleby is there and i don't think you've seen bartleby since the explosion so he's there functioning but he's got an arm in a sling and he's got kind of like some patches over his like head or like a like uh bandages over his head he's a little bit worse for wear but he's hanging in there and um, he says, oh, oh, great. Uh, I'm glad you guys made it. Uh, so, all right, uh, all right. So, uh, all right, Sora gave me the information. And uh, so you're going to be transporting to the outskirts of Farrowwood and uh, specifically uh, the province of Gerda. And uh, so there's a party going on. And uh, Lord uh, Lord Valpurgis, uh, Valpurgis is, is he's throwing a party right now. It's like a big feast. And, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to send you right inside the feast. Uh, so you should be able to kind of slip in past the defenses and, uh, take out Lord Valpurgis. We're pretty sure he's one of the flat platinum syndicate. And, uh, uh, that's the mission. Um, any questions? I don't really have more information than that. So I don't know if I can answer them, but, uh, you know, I just feel like it's the right time to ask for that. Okay, well, let me fire this thing up. And uh, he goes to uh, kind of like get in there, and you notice, like, since the explosion, there's some pieces of the portal that are sort of like patched together. <laughs> like, there's wrappings around things, and sort of like the equivalent of like fantasy duct tape on some things. And so, like, he fires it up, and there's a little bit more sparking and like sizzling than uh, you remember last time. And um, but it opens. Are you sure this is entirely safe, Mister Bottle? Bottle? I know, not really, but it's Buzz. worked out okay so far. Bottleby, uh, please meet you again. Uh, likewise, um, you should go. I don't know how much, how long I can keep this open for, and you nope, want to all nope, end up nope. in the same place if at all, all right, possible. Let's go. Tally ho! Will lunch so. be provided? <laughs> <laughs> Oliver's in. Randall's in. Branch, Branch still a bear? in. Yeah. <laughs> Branch I got like six bear. hours on this thing, and I only Scott's get two shades. Still <laughs> riding branch, and finally Tibro, and all like, foom, 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 foom. Uh, and they all go through. And I'm gonna hand it over from there to Carlos. Oh, that's right. All right. Um, as you all tumble 
through the aether, through um, these vast blue electric energies. You feel yourself sort of like tumbling forward, and then you um, eventually uh, feel the, the, the sort of ground rise up into you in a strange fashion, and then everything comes back into focus. But the first thing that y'all are going to notice in arriving um, is that you are outside. It is a bright, sunny day. and You are not inside any kind of building. You are outside. But what you see in front of you is a mansion, large, large mansion, um, splendorous building uh, cast in blue pastels with some white and brown. Looks very fancy, very nice. But it's got like oddly kind of like mismatched styles so like the moldings clash with the windows the roof awnings clash with the tiling the doors clash with the sconces like it's just it's it's strange it's like a hodgepodge um every piece looks very expensive but rarely consistent um even if there's almost kind of like a bizarre symmetry to this mansion from the outside um and the the other thing you notice is that you are surrounded by people there's people that are sort of lined up trying to head into the mansion and then there's people around where you are you are um there's steps kind of like stairs leading up to the mansion stone stairs and you are in a clearing directly below those stairs um surrounded by two tents um plenty of uh, uh groups of people around who give you sort of strange stairs since there's a bear hanging out with you um and <laughs> and as i mentioned there's there's a kind of line of people that is heading um into the entrance of the mansion and you are now in the feral wood Ooh. so as you land uh everybody roll a d12 four got an eight two for randall four that was sarsa i rolled a four as well Okay, Chris, let's have you re-roll. Um, Sarsa, as you're stepping up, kind of taking in your surroundings, um, a little, like, uh, ground squirrel runs up to you and, like, looks up at you, just kind of, like, I don't know, reverentially a little bit, and then kind of runs up and, like, nuzzles up against your foot. And uh, that's weird. Uh, Handel, is this, is this someone you know? <laughs> Branch did. Branch has a two. Uh, roll a d6, Branch. Six. So you have plus two to charisma. Oh. Hey. You don't nice. know that, but you're feeling a lot more charismatic than you usually do. Uh, Randall, what did you have? Good for a party. Uh, yeah. I had an eight. Oh, baby. <laughs> I'm up to a zero in charisma. <laughs> hey, that. <laughs> uh, hey, well, that helps. That's good. You're not instantly repulsive. <laughs> All right. Um, this was who is this? Randall, Randy, baby. Jeff, give me a number between like one and thirty. Twenty-nine. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 29. You know the spell Glyph of Warding. When you cast this spell, you inscribe a glyph that harms other creatures, either upon a surface, such as a table or a section of floor or wall, or within an object that can be closed, such as a book or scroll, to conceal the glyph. Look up the spell Glyph of Warding, if you have that. You have one free cast of this level 3 spell. That's dope. Great, good. Chris, what did you reroll? Three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. So we got charisma. We got extra spell. I. What kind of boon do I get? I can't wait. Squirrels yeah, love squirrel. Sarsa. She controls all squirrels. So when you roll a skill check, if it's even, you add plus four. If it's odd, you subtract four. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Any skill check? Yep. Plus four, even. Minus four, odd. Yep. Jeez. Okay. Can I? Uh, all right. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I'll make sure to give you no skill checks. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, uh, so, do we notice is is everyone with us? 
Ah, uh, in fact, you notice that one person seems to be missing. Um, I think because you're surrounded by people, it's maybe not immediately obvious. But there is a a big hunky uh, uh, slab of a man that doesn't seem to have uh, made it. Oh no! Uh, yeah, where is Melvin? <laughs> where? <laughs> where? Who? Where? Where is Tiburon? Oh, yeah, guys, to... guys, bad news. We're, we, we're missing gravely. I, I think we have been. I don't. I haven't even met him yet. But what in the blazes is going on with these dang portals? I knew it wasn't safe. It was sparking, and there was bandages around it. Ugh. <laughs> that, that bumblebee needs to really fix those things. <laughs> <sighs> Well, uh, we're at a party, so I suggest we all grab a drink or some sort of beverage and uh, mingle a little bit to see what we can find out. What's our objective? I have a short memory. I'm mm. old. We're killing someone. We're killing... <laughs> oh. I mean, <laughs> that was a killer <laughs> joke. <laughs> Is anyone paying attention to us uh, with enough... Uh, there's there's a guard near the line of people that's headed into the mansion who's giving you a strange look because of the bear part, but <laughs> otherwise is not listening too intently. They're kind of managing the line. I, I just look at him and be like, this is this is a royal bear. This is a bear is royalty. It's owned by one of the duchesses. We ain't got no royal bear on the list, eh? That branch have a tries to do like a royal roar. <laughs> Roar. Give, give me a royal roar. Roar. <laughs> <laughs> like a fancy roar. Roar. A roar. 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 My servants roar entirely. The guard is unimpressed. Wrong kind of bear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the, the guard is unimpressed and uh, uh, goes back Roar. to doing uh, his Cyrus job. Cyrus is going to gently like tap the squirrel with her toe, like not kick it, but just like it's <laughs> very confused about the squirrel. It like scurries off and kind of like re-scurries, kind of like comes to your other fight and kind of like nuzzles you a little bit more. Um, boils. I, I think we've got a little bit of an infestation here. Also, a bird like a sparrow uh, flies down and lands on your shoulder. You've got Snow White syndrome. Sasa, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to get like rid I of these animals. really well after I was inside that uh, that monster thing. I don't know what's going on with all this wildlife right now, but I, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's freaking me out. <laughs> Branch leans down or bends down and s- takes a big sniff of the squirrel. It like runs, but it like hides. It gets on like the opposite side of Sarsa, hiding from the bear, like hiding behind her leg, opposite from the bear. It smells to the bear. It smells like regular squirrel. Eh. He is afraid. <laughs> Weird. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Now, now look. Hold on. Now. now Big fancy places like this, the first place we gotta go is the garbage. Because fancy people throw regular stuff away, and that's a big haul for us. So I think we should sneak around back and find where they throw out all the garbage and see what kind of good stuff they got there. Settle down, Templeton. And and how <laughs> does know, this actually help? not a terrible idea. How does this help our objective? Well, we might find, you know, discarded, uh, you know, notes and uh, uh, secret pieces of, uh, uh, you know, old keys and, and uh, you know. Uh, pieces of keys. Yeah, you know, that we could piece together and, like, uh, you know, we could find a lot of out of person by their trash. Right. Well, um, uh, Randall you... and I could go there and uh, you could stay here. Yes, I believe Sasa and I might be able to accomplish more um, with the social aspect of things, and the two of you could look through trash and perhaps find something that way. Um, Sarsa, near you, there is a short 
hooded person uh, who has taken of inter- an interest to the uh, squirrel and bird that are hanging out with you. And um, and the chipmunk. Bur- and chipmunk. Yeah, of course. And uh, Branch, go ahead and make, give me a perception roll, if you would. And a lizard. Are they all just kind of like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, just, they're trying to like climb up on her and like nuzzle her and smell her. That's a nine perception, unless it has to do with smell, in which case I would get to roll it again. I mean... Actually, it could do with smell. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's much better. That's an 18. Great. Um, So you do not uh, recognize this person on site, but the smell is only too familiar. Through the mist of time, a memory starts emerging. A memory of a tribe long abandoned, um, uh, a tribe of goblins that you faked your death to get away from. Uh, This goblin belongs to that tribe. Oh, no. oh. Eh, it is good that Branch is a bear. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Eh, I may have a eh, eh, goblins that I know here. Are, are you kind of telepathically telling everybody that? Yeah. What What? What do you mean goblins that you know? Are, are they friendly? Like, we, we can use them in our, in our quest? Eh, they were never very friendly to Branch. So not friendly. Understood, friend Branch. I'm going to try to get a closer look at the cloaked little dude. Cloaked little dude? Uh, what are you up to? So I am following a couple right now, and I am attempting to pickpocket uh, a dagger off of the gentleman that I'm following. Okay, so you see this uh, little goblin fellow that Branch mentioned. To, to your eyes, not very subtly, but probably to other people around, subtly attempting to... Uh, perhaps a, a pilfer or pickpocket. This lovely couple that's just kind of like pointing at stuff like, oh, look at that. Oh. We all see that? Yes. I, I think at this point, y'all, y'all are watching the, the, the hooded figure, right? Should we yeah. stop him or should we not? Do you want to try to make reparations? Uh, that is not surprising. We could rough him up a little bit if you want. Is it really our business what the uh, goblin does? It's not, because, and I also feel, just as a side note, if we start a scuffle with someone that we don't know, we might be kicked out of the party, and we definitely wouldn't hit our objective of um, taking out this this elite. So maybe it's best if we hold off for now. I am going to... Okay, actually, what Branch is going to do is he's going to use his telepathy feet at, at the goblin and just be like, eh, don't do that. Uh <laughs> You see him freeze and turn towards the bear, and uh, the goblin doesn't understand what is happening, but you recognize Glob on the end of Stag's nose, uh, (laughs) one of the goblins from your original tribe that you left by faking your own death. Do you have uh, an idea in your head about how well these two might know each other? I mean, you grew up together. You definitely are aware of each other. If he saw Branch, he would for sure know Branch, but he doesn't know Cave Bear Ranch. Um, but you for sure recognize Blob. Branch size and unwild shapes because it just feels like it's the, the right thing to do. Did Glob get a chance to uh, grab the stagger? As, as a Glob is about to reach over, that's when Branch unwild shapes which alerts like a couple people around some of which like have a reaction and the couple definitely like um, the, the, the man in the couple like reaches and grabs over um, his lady's arm and goes, Oh no, a bear man. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, I am not the man. So Glob quickly like turns away as if he was just like casually walking along, losing his opportunity, but like stares at branch, like just like wide eyed, Branch, like, waves him over. Come come here. (laughs) I think Glob is is hesitant because of all the attention that Branch has just grabbed, but, like, is pulled in from that. And so, like, runs up and grabs Branch and says, (gasps) Branch, for me smallest tree in the forest, you you were killed by Clevis the Pointy, comrade of comrades. This is truly a miracle. Hail, Clevis the Pointy. Hail, Branch the, the 
the, the sacrificer of Clevis, comrade of comrades. Uh, this is uh, okay. truly a sign. Club, eh, calm. Calm down, Club. Yes. Uh, yes Branch yes. did not die, Branch. Pretended to No, Hail Clevis Branch has lived again. This is truly the coming of a new age. Perhaps this explains all that has happened. Uh, yes, this is what happened. Okay, fine. Uh, how, how are you? What are you doing here? Uh, why are you at this party? What is this party? <laughs> I, I, I don't know of the party, but they were, everyone was kidnapped. I was taken here in a sack and... Uh, he did. He, I escaped. I escaped yesterday and made my way here. And we are attracting much attention here. Perhaps we could go somewhere more discreet. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, before we do that, I kind of turn and go. Uh, everyone, this is a uh, glob on the end of Stag's nose. Oh, hello, player. Very nice to meet you. Uh, these are my friends. We will introduce hello. later. Glob. We should go to a quieter place. Right, maybe somewhere indoors, Sarsa says as she like bats a sparrow <laughs> away from her head. <laughs> oh, it like flies off and circles right back, lands on your other shoulder. <laughs> so there are two tents next to you. Uh, one is a red rectangular shaped tent and the other one is a round like blue tent. Um, in the red tent... Uh, you see that it's like uh, has many entrances through the canvas. There's like long wooden tables with benches and you see a lot of people sitting down and drinking. And then at the top end of that tent, there's kind of like a makeshift bar and a bunch of barrels just kind of like crammed in there. And it seems there's three or four um, people with trays going up to the bar and like taking drinks over to the tables. And over in the blue tent, uh, that has a single entrance open. It's a little darker in there. And um, that has kind of like round wooden tables and a bunch of people kind of like sitting around holding quills and paper, looking at a makeshift small stage um, near the entrance. Hey, Glob, where, uh, do you know where we should go? Uh, I do not. Uh, a few days ago, our, our tribe, it, everyone was, was captured by humans, uh, soldiers of, of Lord Valpergus, and uh, we were all... They're put in sacks individually and, and tossed in cages. And, and last night, uh, uh, the wagon that my sack cage was in, it, it fell into a ditch and I was able to escape. I, I followed, I, I picked, lock picked my cage open and I, I followed the tracks to here. And that, that is how I got here. I don't know where everybody, everyone else is. Why is this Lord Valpurgis capturing goblins? Or what is it? Is it? Does he view you as an infestation of some sort? I don't know. We are just going about our business, doing our things, but everyone is gone. Grove of grass, comrade pile of rocks, comrade puddle of mud, all were taken. We are missing. Oh, hail Clevis the pointy comrade of comrades. Please help us. Were you stealing food that you should not have been stealing? What did you do that made this happen? I know... Uh, Branch knows how the 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 tribe uh, acts. We were acting as the tribe acts. It is how we have been acting all all of this time, and, and it has not come to to anything like this. <sighs> Maybe he has some sort of interest in the land that you're in. A lot of things are about land. He's just trying to get rid of you, move you out, so he can build real estate. Uh, no, they cannot build over the feral wood. That is not okay. Well, I know... No gentrification. That, that might not be what you want, but it doesn't change that some people might want to do it. Uh, anyway, uh, we don't know why he did it, but that he just did it. So, obviously, that's a problem. If we see your friends, then maybe we can make it a side objective that we can release them. Everyone all right with that? But we do have another objective on our mission, Branch. If uh, Lord Walrus is going to uh, destroy the Feral Wood, uh, then I will destroy uh, him. That's quite a statement to, to say that you're going to destroy someone. Uh, isn't that why we are here? We are here to... Uh, just to clarify, Carlos, our, our mission was to assassinate... Lord Volpurgis, or or just take him out, like just stop him. 
I mean, you know, there's 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 flexibility in how language conveys meaning. Uh, okay. So aggressive know. removal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're supposed to take care of him. Yeah, ex- okay. Exactly, and you can you yeah. can interpret that as as uh, lenient or as severe as you want. Understood. Change in leadership, dead or alive. Okay. It also sounded like you'd be dropping into like the midst of this celebration ball, but it seems like you're outside. It seems like you're not exactly where you are intended to be. That is correct. Well, Branch, you might have your opportunity to do that, but but we don't make judgments before we know all of the information. Do you understand? <clears throat> you know better than that. I mean, I do, but that doesn't mean that that's what you should do. If we start killing people just because we can, how does that make us any better than the, the elites that are taking over this world? Uh, I am killing him because he is an elite, and also because he is trying to take out the, the wood. We can take him prisoner. He might have information that leads us to winning this war against the other elites. Uh, fine, fine. I don't like Mitchell that much anyway. Uh, excuse me, Glob cannot kill anyone without a weapon. Would any of you have a, a dagger or a pointy implement that I might borrow so that I might stab things in the event of a battle? Oh, yeah, I got something for you, boss. And he reaches in and he's going to pull out uh, like an old, like uh, like some kind of poker for like a fire <laughs> or something and like attached to it is like a battery and a bunch of wires and uh, like a little like jerry-rigged like on-off switch. <laughs> and it's like, here, buddy, you take this. Like a little cattle prod? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is this? It's a weapon okay. of my own design. Do I hit with it? Or? I also have a hand okay. axe. You got to turn it on and poke. Uh, <laughs> so like a button on it or <laughs> like wires that connect or? <laughs> the kind of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if he fiddles with it, what happens with it? <laughs> well, how are you going to fiddle with it? I'm going to look for a button <laughs> or wires or a way to turn it on. All right. You think you find that? Roll a, roll a D2. A D2? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flip the coin. <laughs> Is it on or off? <laughs> it's a two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the very end, it goes bzz, bzz, and it kind of like arcs and sparks and like you smell some ozone oh i like this okay i will use this uh stick with uh as as you spark it uh a person that's near you um dressed dressed up finely mega noble goes oh dear and uh moves moves away quickly <laughs> oh it's it's part of the the pyrotechnic show later stick around <laughs> you need to be careful we're trying to blend in remember Glob kind of like tucks that away with like kind of a flourish of his hands. It just sort of like disappears. He has kind of like cloaks and rags on. It doesn't look like whatever he's kind of like cobbled together in terms of this cloak or anything. It looks like he probably it's not his equipment. He's kind of like cobbled together some stuff after escaping. How many cloaks does he have? (laughs) One primary cloak and maybe some rags that he was wearing previously. Are we still splitting up and some people are looking at trash and... Are we still sticking to that plan, or this has changed now that Glob is here? Yeah, well, Branch is not a bear anymore. Now Branch does not want to sniff trash. You can still sn- go through the trash. Branch can, but I don't want to. Well, Branch is all emo now. <laughs> he does not like his trash. <laughs> Sasa, we need to recon a little bit to try to find out where this person is. Don't you have a, a familiar of some kind, or... A- I don't know if you've noticed, but I have a little bit of a menagerie issue at the present. So I don't know how subtle I'm going to be able to be. So you've got all the creatures down at your feet are like reaching up their little paws in the air like, me, 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 me. No, please pick me, please pick me. Me, sir, me. I mean, if you want to send go. some of this vermin in there, then we can have a go at that. But I'm not quite I sure do how it. any of this works. I don't, I don't normally. You want me to go somewhere? I'll go. No problem. <laughs> yeah, let me go in. I'm a friendly turtle. Are they, are they like, actually talking? You're going to be too small. Not in a way that you, like, you don't speak uh, small creatures, but, like, do I understand them? Branch, do you have, through your druid read, do you have, kind of, like, understand small creatures? 
or whatever that is. Speak with animals. I have speak with animals, but it's a it's specifically a thing I'd have to cast. It's like I don't think I have anything that just lets me magic. Gnomes or something like some small creatures have like a character trait that like you can kind of understand what they're getting at. But like these animals are like very expressive, so you all kind of get that they're like open to taking commands from Sarsa if she wanted to try. Uh, I, I don't really know what I'm doing, but uh, we could have a go with it. I mean, wouldn't be the first time we've done something completely out of left field. I think it might be worth trying, because if we just all split up and look around, we could do that. But you seem to have a bunch of little spies. It's quite fortuitous. Right. I mean, I can't speak to their effectiveness, but we could at least have a go at it. Uh, all right. You there with the furry ears. She'll point at one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, why don't you go have a look around? We're looking for uh Valpurgus. Yeah, that 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 yeah. fella right there. Uh, I want you to go see if you can suss him out, and uh, and the rest of you, I want you to go look around, see if you can come up with any hot gossip, anything that's worth us checking out, and then you, uh, she's gonna point to one of the birds. You're gonna find where there's top shelf whiskey, and you're gonna let me know <laughs> where that's at. All right. Um, so all these creatures just like scatter forth in different directions and you're alone you for the moment. On, you can count on Chippy. If I find anything worth keeping, I'll put it in my, chi- in my, in my chi- uh, cheeks. <laughs> I'll go on. as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Before the turtle even gets three steps away, the bird immediately comes back. And uh, <laughs> the bird lets you know that the red tent right next to you has booze. Right. So uh, I'll be in that tent over there. And uh, I'll see you guys in, in maybe an hour or two. Jeez. A squirrel turns up with an acorn. Is this Lord Valpurgus? I, I love the effort. <laughs> but no. It looks sad and it runs off. <laughs> um, Was the squirrel the only one looking for Lord Valpurgus? Or They're whatever? all just like off doing okay. whatever they took from that. <laughs> uh, uh, the chipmunk comes back with a flyer. Uh, uh, miss, miss, I found this. That flyer. It's a nice woodcut sort of drawing uh, uh, of a very strong mustached man on it and sort of like surrounded by uh, beasts. Um, and the text says, um, Come join Lord Valpurgis for a feast and show, demonstrating his newest additions to his collection. Wonder at the finery, cower at the beastly creatures, and shower your generous lord with the praise he deserves. And in fine print, very small across the bottom, it says, Ticket required for entry. All counterfeiters will be prosecuted. Reproduction of this flyer is expressly prohibited. Flyer value one one thousandth copper piece. <laughs> Did I do well? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yes, very, very good. Uh, I think I think we found this is where he's at. And she'll Yay. show the flyer to the group. Would you like me to get you some nuts? <laughs> Actually, yeah, but let's okay. only the salted kind. I don't want any of that raw. All right, I'll go find some. The lizard turns up and it has what appears to be women's underwear in its uh, mouth. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Bloomers. Carissa will very discreetly <laughs> pocket those. <laughs> It looks very proud of itself. It's hard to find like nice underwear when you're out adventuring. So yeah, like, for sure. Uh, from from far away, you hear someone yelling, "My garments!" <laughs> Loser just licks his eyeballs. <laughs> Sarsa, do you start heading toward the red tent? Yeah. Like, what are you guys waiting for? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so in the red tent, uh, at the bar. There is a half-orc behind the bar who's, like, pouring all the drinks out. And then there's a gnome who's kind of, like, looking over them and going, like, No! More goes there! No! Do that one first! No! Why'd you do that? Give them more! And then the gnome turns to look at you and goes, Ah! A customer, perchance! Perchance? Per sure! (laughs) I heard you had whiskey. Ah, Fizz has not just whiskey. Fizz has the finest of drinks available to bring you here at the Brews of Fizz tent. Sarsa pulls out Tiburon's coin purse and <laughs> <laughs> just lays it on the counter. Well, let's go for a ride there, boyo. Come ye just to drink, or do ye wish to be soused, properly soused, before entering Lord Valpurgus's manor? 
properly, improperly, I aim to be soused at any given moment, and then, you know, we'll see what's going on over there, too. Ah, then perhaps thou wouldst wish to participate in the drinking competition. Sarsa looks like she might cry. I'm sorry, could, could, could you repeat that? Did you just say that there's people who compete at drinking? That's right. How else would you win a ticket to Lord Valpurgis's fabulous party? Uh, please, yes. I want to go to there immediately. Well, Thank question for chance. Uh, there are several of us. If if our associate wins, do the rest of us get in? We, we, we are a bit of a package deal. Ah, why, of course. She shall be your drinking champion. And you must only but donate a single gold piece per other participant. If she were to win... Y'all, gold pieces shall be returned and a ticket shall be provided. But if thou lose, I do keep the gold pieces and you may carry out your uh, champion upon a stretcher. All right. (laughs) Uh, How much would a ticket cost if if we did not go through this route? Uh, Biz and um, another gnome pops up from behind the bar. They're wearing a very nice kind of suit. Um, a makeshift sort of uh, uh, scarf that's just kind of popping up. Fizz and Fizz. Um, and they look very serious. This is not Fizz. Fizz is wearing a vest and they're the, the, the barkeep. And this is um, a different gnome that pops up and <laughs> looks very serious. And and Fizz goes, uh, Biz, Biz, how much uh, would a, a ticket set them back? And uh, Biz just looks quickly behind the bar, counts like a few things in their head. And then Biz says, uh, 500 gold pieces. Yeah. Ah, you see? A steal! Eh, Branch takes out a gold and puts it down. <laughs> this is very important that you win, Sasa. It might, uh... Listen, I don't want to weird anybody out, but I feel like my entire life has been leading up to this moment right now. <laughs> eh, could Glob eh, borrow a gold piece eh, for the the drinking lady to get us in? One for each, one for each, a gold piece upon this peach of a hand. Branch looks at Glob and just sighs deeply. <sighs> Puts another gold down. <laughs> I'll put down a gold for myself and for Randall. Oh, thanks, buddy. Excellent, excellent. Ah, but a drinking champion must have a drinking opponent. Aye, let us find, let us find. And the uh, fizz starts running up and down the, like, literally up and down the the big wooden, like, long table. And just going like, do you want to be a drinking champion? Do you want to be a drinking champion? And goes through, like, a couple people uh, nimbly jumping between drinks uh, so as not to knock anything over. But then all the way down the end of the table, you just hear, like, "Ah, a drinking champion you need. Uh, at which point Fizz like perks up mm-hmm, and goes running down. You don't hear whatever conversation happens over at the end there, but you do see um, that someone stands up on the table. It's a uh, swarthy lady dwarf with a big red beard and long flowing red hair. And she's like, Bartha shall be drinking today. Hey! And Bartha's friends, all ladies, are like cheering. Hoo, 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 hoo. Bartha looks very impressive. I think Bartha and I might need to become best friends when this is all done, you lot. <laughs> Fizz quickly, like, clears out that end of the table. He, like, shoes people off. He's like, get up, get up, get up, get up. Just uh, tells them to, to move. And then indicates over for, for y'all to come down. Come, come! Sarsa goes to there. And she's kind of just, like, she almost seems, like, in a daze, like very exciting. <laughs> She's just hearing like harp music and sort of like angelic chorus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once once you get there, uh uh you you get to see uh, uh Bartha and her uh, entourage up close. The other ladies are also lady dwarves, all all with some kind of facial hair, right? So like she's got uh Bartha's got the biggest beard, but you got other ladies with sort of like mutton chops, um other ladies with like a goatee, uh things like that. And they Is all she look... like close enough that I could kind of talk to her like quietly. Yeah, she's a, she's across the table from you. So if you like leaned over, you could you could yeah, definitely Sarsa's sort of gonna lean over and just say, uh, "Bartha, I just want you to know that no matter how this shakes out, I think you are absolutely wonderful." Oh, we know how it's gonna shake out, lady. And she gives you a wink. <laughs> Sarsa's just like grinning stupidly. Like I, I assume everyone comes to join Sarsa over on on this end of the table. Um, great. 
Fizz uh, starts explaining the rules, right? Uh, to, for the drinking contest, these shall be the rules, and all shall agree before we partake. Hmm? 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 All right. Check it out. Uh, we, uh, there shall be a round. Three drinks each for the round. You will start drinking each drink, and all three drinks must be finished for the round to be over. After each round, we shall take a very uh, short break while we refill drinks, and then three more drinks. The first person to surrender, or uh, call it quits, is the loser, and the other person shall be the winner. However, nature may take care of those circumstances for you. If you were to pass out or expectorate, you will also be declared the loser. But this is an important rule. If you are the winner, you must finish all three drinks of the round. So if your opponent is lights out by the first drink, you still need to drink the other two drinks to be declared the drinking champion. Understood? Understood? Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Branch is going to reach up and like pat Sarsa on the back and say, hey, you got this, and I cast Guidance. Fizz just goes, the final thing to determine before we begin, whiskey or mead, whiskey or mead. Whiskey. Sarsa looks at him like he like he's stupid for even asking. Although to be honest, me would uh, probably be an easier journey, but Sarsa likes what she likes. If we want to metagame a little bit, uh yeah, we're talking a few points of difference, but that's yeah, Sar- Sarsa regularly drinks a pint of whiskey. Uh, fair <laughs> I enough. Think she'll be okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Sarsa has what's probably a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, l- I love or how her. you said that. <laughs> Probably. Or a magic liver. <laughs> but she's incredibly high-functioning for, you know, the choices that she makes. It's not a problem. Uh, she's really good at it. <laughs> if you can solve just it, like it's not dad. a problem anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. So as soon as you say whiskey, Fizz, like, throws up uh, his arms and almost like out of nowhere, the, the, the wenches sort of like bring uh, three uh, two-ounce shots of whiskey in front of each of you. So before we begin, I'll explain the drinking game rules as, as player. So every time you take a drink, it's a constitution save. Um, the DC is going to start at a certain level, but will increase one per drink. As I mentioned, you get three drinks per round. You need to finish all three drinks in order to be the winner of the round, right? And if you both win, you go to the next round. Um, There are five stages of drunkenness. Any failure of a constitution save moves you up from one stage to the next. And then as as we go, the penalties stack. Um, So you don't just move from one set of penalties to the next like... If you're at the fifth level, you get the penalties from, like, the previous levels. So, stage one, we're all familiar with this one. We live it every day, sober. Um, stage two, we got uh, tipsy. Uh, oh, I should say sober, no penalties. Uh, stage two, tipsy. Um, you're feeling it. You're feeling good. A little loose, but also no penalties. Stage three is drunk. At this point, uh, for a duration of the next two hours... You'll have a disadvantage on any intelligence or wisdom-based checks or save. Stage four is hammered. Now you have a disadvantage on constitution-based checks or saves, which is very bad for this drinking contest. And then stage five is simply blackout drunk, disadvantage on all checks. If you're a seasoned drinker, you might not immediately pass out, but um, you'll be teetering on the edge of that and probably have to make a check um, every hour. Carlos, so, is this a system yeah. of your own design, or did you? I I, I I I shamelessly stole it from someone on the internet and made a couple of tweaks. But, this isn't uh, where you put most of your DMing energy, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't have described anything else that happened, and it would have just been like this uh, uh, okay. my entire week. What level do we get, like psoriasis of the liver? That's <laughs> stage six, and um, that we we have to take outside the game. I think that then we do the sort of like. Um, um, intervention uh, uh, rehab that's one be, shot that's gonna yeah. be Sarsen yeah, roll for intervention I like that <laughs> got it and then final stuff is competitors may surrender the match whenever they wish if for some reason the person across from you is uh, uh, 
even if they're not at the final level of drunkenness, if they feel like surrendering, they're going to do it. And then, um, as, as sort of Branch demonstrated, um, I would encourage either the party to um, help in, in smart ways, or the use of deception or intimidate uh, can also be helpful in this competition. Those are the rules for the drinking contest. If you'd like to do any more conferring uh, before, the round will start once you both lift up the first shot glass. Um, so until then, you can sort of have a little chit-chat checking with each other and um, try and do uh, any kind of thing. And then once you once we start the round, it's it's rolls, baby. And Sarsa, because you are a seasoned drinker, your first three drinks will be rolled with advantage. Huzzah! Oh, yes. Which is great, because my, my constitution's okay, but it's, it's not my strongest stat. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Sarsa, you say when to begin. And again, if y'all want to have any sort of like check-in discussion or a little sly uh, trickery, uh, please go ahead. Right, so uh, I guess I'm just going to drink. So I already gave you guidance. I don't know if anyone else is going to do anything to help you out. Can I... Well... Not yet. Can I cast guidance on myself as well? I get double guidance. Uh, I will defer to the other DMs. Is is that a stackable sort of thing? No. Guidance is one time, unfortunately. Got it. So being guided is like a state. That's mm-hmm. the state that Sarsa is currently in. She can't mm-hmm. be uh, uh, extra guided or guided plus. So What I could do, she's the only one drinking, it's not all of us? She's it's the fun. only one who's going to be drinking here. Y'all are here for emotional support and... Uh, a cheerleading. So Glob could try to sleight of hand switch out one of her glasses for like a water, How but I don't know. Dare. Like I think she might be offended. Like Glob's already like assessed <laughs> enough of Sarsa know. that he doesn't. He doesn't know her yet. Like I don't. Right. Think <laughs> I feel like he's gleaned enough that like maybe not. Maybe that's not necessary. I'll keep that in the hopper. <laughs> he like gets a shot glass full of water and he's ready to switch them out and then like somebody's like no here here's what i found of a popular rule is is uh if more than one person casts guidance the person that's accepting it can take the higher of the number that's rolled there you go i like it okay we'll allow that so you don't you can't stack them but if Somebody rolls a four and somebody rolls a one. She can take the four. You get four. So it's oh, like it's like rolling with advantage. Okay, Sarsa, are you ready to begin? Verified. Okay, yes, let's go. And remember, your first three rolls are with advantage. No. Before you start, uh, Bartha extends her hand out and goes, "May the best lady win." Sarsa's just like grinning. Do you accept the handshake? Yes. She oh, might okay. even kiss right. her hand a little bit, like. <laughs> Martha's slightly confused, but you kind of take her expression to mean like, "Are you trying to, are you trying to psych me out?" You know that that sort of thing. Um, so, so now she's they're, just they're like a kid in a candy store right now. <laughs> Martha's ready to go. Okay, um, Sarsa, you uh, will take the first drink. Okay, so it's just a con save. Con save advantage, and then you can roll the extra guidance. Seventeen, dies. and I will not roll my guidance. 17 passes. The whiskey goes down smooth. This is this is just warming you up. Sarsa just looks at the rest of her teammates and just gives them a thumbs up. <laughs> Bartha downs her whiskey with equal aplomb and turns to, to her group of ladies. She actually launches the shot glass behind her and another one catches it. And they're like, Shot number two. That's a twenty-one. Ooh. Okay. You sort of give this one a little, a little stank. You know, you, you kind of. It looks like you're gonna go in straightforward with it, and then with a little flick on the wrist, it almost looks like you spin the shot glass before you take the shot, and um, the whiskey just disappears down the gullet. Bartha goes to uh, take the next drink, and uh, seeing your showboating, tries to do something similar. But as she takes the shot, it seems like it goes down the wrong pipe. <laughs> and so she actually chokes for a second 
And everyone's like, oh. And she's like, mm, mm, uh, I'm good. I'm good. And they're like, oh, all right. All right. I'm getting like Raiders of the Lost Ark vibes right now. Definitely looks a little embarrassed uh, over that uh, over that failed shot. So finally, the third drink of the round. Sarsa. All right. And I, do away. I still have advantage on this one? You ha- This is the final roll with advantage. Yes. Okay. 13. 13. Okay. You take the shot. This is this is the one where the warming feeling is sort of like you 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 really start feeling it across the chest. But you're focused. You've been here before. You keep it under control. You're 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 sort of like teetering between like we're warmed up and sort of like, oh, we're about to we're about to kick it to the next. Um, but thankfully you're like you're right on the line. You're good. And Martha goes ahead and takes her drink slams down her palm onto the wooden table and then just takes it uh, fully down, throwing her head back, puts the shot glass in upside down on the table, and she's like, hmm. She, she does like an air slice. She's like, done. And her ladies are all hooting and hollering, oh, yeah, yeah, Martha, you got it, girl. Sarsa just like puts her hand on her chin and looks at Martha and says, you know, your beard really brings out your eyes. Bartha again just gives you this look of sort of like I don't know how to feel about this Uh, and she just goes back to her girls and they like huddle uh, behind you Faze announces the end of round one but round two has only begun the next three shot glasses start up that rhymed did you guys hear that it rhymed did you see what he did there this is true it rhymed I wish I could rhyme very often Hey, are we close enough to, like, is it kind of like everybody's crowded around and there's a lot of people very close to everybody? You're starting to gather a little bit of attention. So before, people just next to you on the tables were looking, but now people outside of the tent are kind of like stopping in the trail and then starting to look in. It's not a huge crowd yet, but people are starting to notice, hey, there's a drinking contest going on. Oh, you know, I want to, Oliver wants to make his way behind the dwarf woman. Mm-hmm. Kind of like he's cheering her on. Just, just at first, just be like, "Oh, good show," you know. Just, just whatever. Just, just. Oh, okay. Close enough. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll a deception check to see if anyone <laughs> recognizes that? Wait a minute, you are on the other side. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, I like a good bet. Uh, <laughs> ooh, that'll be an eight. <laughs> oh, and this is a this is a oh, but it's even so plus four so Ooh, oh, there you go. that's a twelve. 12. That's a twelve. Yeah, I think what happens is one of Bartha's teammates uh, notices you and kind of gives you an askance look, but then just kind of like uh, goes back to the huddle and then doesn't pay. <laughs> I'm I'm just here for the the festivities. <laughs> it's fun to bet against your friends, don't don't you think so? <laughs> go Bartha, right? Yeah, go Bartha, go Bartha. This guy's got the right idea. Yeah, yeah. Before round two starts, I'm going to recast Guidance, because I assume a minute has <laughs> passed. I'll just do that any time a minute ends. I'll recast. Branch, Branch has got it all figured out. Randall, uh, Glob. Waiting for the right moment. <laughs> the grease is going to come out. The grease is coming, babe. Uh, Glob, all good? Yeah, yes. All right, Sarsa, whenever you want to start. Uh, I will go. All right. That's going to be an 18. 18. Excellent. This shot reminds you of a warm, windswept night on a, on a ship many, many moons ago. It kind of feels, has a little salty feel. You see, just a little reminiscent. Oh, this reminds me of a bottle I drank one time on the Crescent Squall 3 with Jarek and we were sitting there and he had baked a meatloaf. It was okay, <laughs> but the battle was really nice. Bartha's like, who's Jarek? Is that your boyfriend? Ooh, and all the ladies behind Bartha, ooh. It's honestly really complicated and I don't even know if I'm the sort of person that does monogamy, but, but you know, things are, it's really, it's complicated. Mm, I don't like feelings. And she goes for the shot. <laughs> oh, but you've got such a tender face. <laughs> she does well, but her eyes, as she's taking that shot, her eyes bulge a little bit when you say that. She is, she, she, she is, she is feeling very confused over all this uh, uh, 
uh, encouragement and uh, affection that Sarsa is showing her. Um, but she finishes her shot, and she's like, next. Well done, Bartha. And I slap her on the back and cast Stunning Strike. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. I'm making a, a melee attack, so I have to roll to hit. Mm-hmm. And if I hit, I'll do Stunning Strike. <laughs> it's good backfire very terribly. Uh, 16 to hit. Okay. A, six, a 16 does hit in this instance. Okay. Uh, let's see. I guess I guess there's damage, but but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna like sort of withdraw the you know like hold back on you right, know, right, like right. significant like the damage. Chap. You're doing yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so then she has to make a uh, Constitution saving throw. Mm, okay. DC 17. I mean, she's been making those. Let's see. Oh, 17. You said. Yep. She rolled a 12. Ooh. Okay, so she's. Stunned for six seconds, essentially. <laughs> um, what happens with this stun? Uh, uh, her eyes kind of like bulge out for like six seconds, um, and she's gonna go from sober to uh, tipsy when she emerges out of the stun. Okay. Oh, nice. You're just like, uh, DM. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to roll like perception or, but like. Do I notice that this is happening? Uh, you notice that uh, Oliver did something. You can roll perception to try and figure out what exactly happened. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, you can you can tell that they uh, sort of did uh, one of their glares at Oliver. Okay. <laughs> I'll just kind of. Oh, oh. <laughs> right, well done. Yeah, and the the other ladies are hey hey back off back off uh, and, and they like go to grab her shoulders like come on Bartha come on Bartha and she like snaps out of it but again she's like just uh, uh, Sarsa notices it but she's got a little wobble going now and more like Bartha <laughs> oh man I hadn't even thought of poor Bartha I when I gave her that name I hadn't even thought of that oh man that was like the first thing I thought. Of. <laughs> Uh, it's time for the second drink. All right, here we go. That's going to be a 14. Ooh, okay. 14 makes it right under the wire. So this this drink uh, gives you a little more difficulty. Probably like, a, a, you know, the, the first glug followed by the second glug. It's probably Keep a little it down. Peedy, little, little peaty, little smoky. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, you, like you definitely Irish got the, <laughs> a, a small cough, like, right after. But thankfully, imperceptible to your opponent, um, but probably any anyone else on your side could uh, could tell that you, you gave a little shiver and a cough uh, very quickly after the drink. All right, and Bartha is going to go ahead and... Right as she roll. takes the drink, uh, Branch is going to telepathy into her head and go... <laughs> <laughs> Just make a gagging sound. Wait, to Bartha or to Sarsa? (laughs) To Bartha, not to you. (laughs) Bartha, uh, again, despite having just a very slight sway, um, she seems to have recovered from the stun uh, pretty okay, and she actually uses the shot to shake off the stun even a little bit more. It's a sort of situation. And she's she's like focused on on, uh, Sarsa again, but she's, she's staring at her very intently. Um, almost as if trying to let her know, like, I'm on to you. The sort of barf sound doesn't seem to affect her in any sort of way, French. Hmm. Final drink of the round. Alright. Um, Glob is a mastermind and would like to, as a bonus action, take the help action to mm. help Sarsa do her best. Giving her okay. advantage. What would, what would that look like, Glob? Um, that's a good question. How do you help somebody drink real good? Um, there were some tums. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's the like? Is there like a skill check she was making to do these? Constitution, um, right? She is making a constitution check. Yes. Uh, like sliding right. bread. So <laughs> it'll be like, 
Okay, so what you want to do is uh, clench your diaphragm and uh, open your throat all the way and toss it back and uh, think of trees and uh, you call it this. Mastermind. <laughs> so Cyrus would roll a 15 and I'm going to use my guidance to add 3 to that. So that'll be an 18. An 18. Okay, great. <laughs> and then the help action, would that just give her like an advantage Yeah. on the roll? Okay, mm-hmm. so if you want, you can roll the other dice, and if it goes even higher, you don't have to use the guidance, Jen. It was a 13, so no, I'll stick. I've got, got the 15, it. so it's going to be an 18. Okay. She, she, she maybe thinks of trees, but not eucalyptus, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's you a wash. Um, but definitely helpful, and uh, the final whiskey of the round. Was it, was it te- helpful? Was it helpful? <laughs> I mean, it's called the help action. So, you know, uh, it's, it's there in the name. With, the, with a flourish of the wrist, you set uh, between two fingers the shot glass down, and you are done for this round. And Martha will take the next drink. Ah, nice. And she downs it just as quickly. Looks like she, she's she's got her energy back, and she's like, <clears throat> you know, just like pumped. And uh, her team's just like, Bartha, Bartha, Bartha. They're starting to uh, uh, sort of like work up a chant uh, slowly but surely. They go back into their huddle, and uh, Fizz um, um, comes in. It's like round two is over, but round three is here. <laughs> the three shot glasses. Get I was really hoping he was going to do the the, the raven thing again. There, you have to pay extra for the right and the fizzlies. Yeah, you got this, Sarsa. Guidance again. Guidance again. Okay, are we ready to start round three? Anyone else? You did not think of eucalyptus. Do you know eucalyptus? They're good to eat and uh, for wiping also. And for not uh, up-choking. I'm doing my best, I suppose. All right. All right. She looks strong. She is good at this? (laughs) Very. Uh, uh, Sarsa, do you want to try one of my little potions? (laughs) It might help. Sarsa looks at Randall like like he just grew a second head. <laughs> He's got like some plastic baggies with like a liquid in them. Oh, you know, potions? Potions? Let's see how this plays out and if I think I'm in trouble then I'll let you know. Okay, and then he's gonna drink one. Sarsa, start the round. Oh no, I don't even know if I should waste my guidance. I rolled a nat one. Oh, okay. Should have taken the Randall potion. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, returning to the drink and uh, sort of taking it, you uh, definitely take it a little too quickly. And you, you don't spit it out. That would be a waste of good whiskey. But you do feel some of it come up your nose, and mm. the rest oh, no. just barely makes it down with a burning sensation. Uh, you are now tipsy. Mm-mm. Did somebody swap this out with tequila? Because I don't drink tequila. Um, Bartha goes ahead and takes her drink successfully. She's she's definitely at the level where it's like it's it's no more talk. It's just grunts and stares. <laughs> Uh, what was the tipsy? There's no... Mod- no penalties for tipsy. Okay. It's just a state. Okay, so now I roll again. You roll again. That's <laughs> a 15. Ooh. Do you want to roll guidance on that one, perchance? Well, I wasn't going to. I was going to save that for something that felt a little more dangerous, but... Uh, let, let's say by round three, 15 is dangerous. Good to know. Okay, yeah, I'll roll my guidance. It's going to become an 18. 18. Perfect. Okay, so after the last one, you, you sort of imbibe this one a little more carefully. You start slow. And as you sort of, like, get it going, it goes down smooth, thankfully. So you make it past this one. And now Bartha's going to take her. And that is going to be... Okay, she makes it. Sort of, she was holding one shot glass with her right hand. And then she grabs the other shot glass with her left hand. She hasn't even let go of the other shot, the empty shot glass. And she takes the other drink. And again, she's just staring intently. At this point, sort of starting to become a little bit, uh, um, if not aggressive, she's trying. She's trying maybe a little bit of intimidation. 
uh, on you. So. Sarsa just gives her a wink. <laughs> okay, go for it. Oh my god. Wink and drink. I rolled another nat one, you guys. No. Stop <laughs> <laughs> doing that. Okay. So, <laughs> Sarsa, <laughs> this is the drink that sort of tips things over. You know, you get you got you got a, a triangle, right? And you're on you're on you're on this side of the triangle, and this kind of tips things over slightly in the other direction. You feel this one. Uh, this this is the one that uh, uh, is 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 truly you putting you on the path of no return. Uh, you are now a little bit drunk. Have you guys noticed how pretty Bertha is? I mean, she's got really good genetics. And does anybody want a hug? I I could use a hug right now. A bunch of woodland creatures just like seize the opportunity and run up you from all sides to get their hugs.